So I think you can tell the quality of the leader, the store manager of a coffee shop when you walk through the door. Is it clean and tidy? Is it well presented? Is there a bit of a buzz in the air? Do the team members smile and engage with you when you walk through the door? And all of that really comes from getting the right leader into that store and getting them to pick the right team. Who do you want behind the bar there telling your story? They're going to be your ambassador. They're your voice. So find somebody that matches that. We need to be inspiring the next generation, going to schools, going to youth academies, etc. And just showing that hospitality, especially coffee industry, isn't stepping stone to getting a proper job. No, it's an industry. It's a career. Welcome back to the Fifth Wave podcast. I'm Jeffrey Young, Editor-in-Chief of Fifth Wave. Ever since COVID-19, it seems that every hospitality business in the world has a staff-wanted sign in the window. Baristas, chefs, front-of-house staff, managers, all are in short supply. It's no exaggeration to say that today, our hospitality industry is facing a severe people crisis. To understand the situation better, here at Allegra World Coffee Portal, we're currently working on a strategic report on talent management to understand how the hospitality industry globally should best manage its key asset, its people. How we attract, hire, onboard, train, motivate and retain great hospitality staff are all essential to keeping our businesses alive. And to complement the report, we're exploring these important topics within the Fifth Wave podcast. Today's focus is on the broader topics of talent management and people strategy globally. And this will be followed with an episode focusing on the staff crisis within the UK market. In today's episode, we speak with senior leaders responsible for people strategy to understand their approach to talent management. What are their biggest challenges? Where do they look for staff? And how do they keep their teams inspired to deliver that wow experience that customers yearn for? You'll hear from Equator Coffee's Director of People, Brooke Gray, Henry Ayres of The Gentleman Baristas, and we start with Costa Coffee's Global Chief People Officer, Jonathan Crookle. Jonathan joined Costa Coffee three years ago and has 30 years of corporate HR experience across retail, finance, and other sectors. Today, he oversees the HR program for over 22,000 Costa employees worldwide, in addition to franchise and corporate partners in China, Japan, the US, the Middle East, and Europe. And for those who might have missed it, Costa Coffee was acquired by Coca-Cola in 2019. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you very much. What's the real landscape for building a massive global team? What are the key themes that you're dealing with? It all starts with, first of all, what does it mean to work for Costa? So we talk about our people promise. Mm -hmm. So how do you get that across to people in a really clear and consistent way? Because what we want is for people to love being part of Costa. And so how do you do that? Well, you basically create a really clear picture of the values that we stand for, the challenges that we have, the opportunity. So we work very hard on attracting the right people in the first place. And how do we do that? We've worked very hard on running campaigns, actually, to draw people into Costa, being really clear about what the proposition is, what we stand for, 
And then we work hard on picking the right people when they're attracted to us. And then we develop them. But I love being part of Costa because it's got that opportunity for people to not just come and do a job, but to build a career over a long term as well. You mentioned there to draw in people, but then select the right people. In today's hospitality climate, it seems like we're not spot for choice. Can we even afford to reject people who might not be our ideal? In my view, yes. So, I mean, I think the real challenge for us, because a, a barista really comes to fruition after several months in the job, some might say even a year in the job. The job has got much more skill and much more complexity in it than I guess we would think. Mm. So really great baristas and really great store managers for that matter, take some time to grow. And as a result of that, you've got to get the right ingredients in the first place. So it's definitely worthwhile being selective, finding the right people, and then helping those people to grow into the business. And they, you know, it really helps if they love the brand and especially if they love coffee. So what is the right ingredient? Ultimately, what is the personality, the people attributes that you're looking for? The first word that I always go to, and again, it's one of our values, is warmth. When we go into a coffee shop, we all want to have that connection with uh, the person who's serving us the cup of coffee. And so we're looking for that warmth. And if they haven't got coffee skills on day one, mm -hmm. we can help with training on the coffee skills. Right. It's much more about can their personality come through to the person on the other side of the counter. Yeah. Flexibility, adaptability, agility, all of those good things as mm -hmm. well. So it can be quite hard work. There's yeah. quite a lot to learn. There's quite yeah. a lot to adapt to. So we're always looking for those things too. And we encourage people who want to stay. We have typical levels of turnover like the rest of the industry. But more often than not, we really do want people to grow into the business and either develop in their current role or develop into mm. bigger and better roles within the business too. And again, we've got dozens of examples of people who've started on the shop floor who've, who've progressed, some of them into really quite senior roles. So if you take our coffee lead for the whole company, Gennaro, he came right up through from a barista all the way through to being the chief coffee taster for Costa. Are there specific requirements though to hire the right people for the right role at say store management levels? Is it feasible to parachute people in from other industries who, who might have the management skills but not the coffee skills? Or? We're looking to get the, again, the right blend of yeah. those two ingredients. So. I'm a huge fan of internal development and we set ourselves goals for increasing the level of internal mm. development that we do because it's a win-win. You get people who are highly motivated coming through the system because they can see that career opportunity, mm. but you're also retaining that knowledge and skill in the business as well. What's good though is to leaven that with a little bit of freshness from people who are coming into the industry from other areas because... We don't have a monopoly of great ideas in Costa, but we can learn from other industries, even other coffee shops. Yeah. We're always keen to have the appropriate level of external insight coming into the business as well. What are the sort of the pillars of people and talent management? Okay, you, you mentioned recruitment, you mentioned development. I guess maybe within your own team, what does the structure look like? Clearly there's a recruitment department, there's a training and development department. What, what other departments could there be or should there be in a people department? 
I mean, one of the ones you haven't touched on, which is important to all of us, is reward, of course. Rewards, okay. So, um, so we've done a lot of work in recent times because of the cost of living crisis affects team members as well as consumers, yeah. customers yeah. out on the street. So we've done an awful lot of work to support our team members at the coalface of our business by moving ahead of the market on pay increases for baristas, for example. We've also introduced, and it sounds like a small thing, but it's actually a huge thing. We substantially increased our discount for team members. So they get free coffee when they're working anyway, but if they come in with their family or their friends or whatever, you get 50% off everything in the store, which is a real value actually. And of course, again, it gives you the double benefit. It allows you to advocate really, really well on the product to your friends and family. The other thing that we introduced a couple of years ago now was what we call our hardship fund. The idea of that being if people have got short-term financial difficulties, they can confidentially apply it. We use uh, Retail Trust actually as the provider for this. So, so we fund it, Retail Trust administer it for us. And we basically have looked after several hundred team members who've been going through difficult stuff. So, so reward's another big topic for yeah. us. And then one of the things we haven't touched on yet, which I'm really proud of at Costa, is we've made a massive step forward on apprenticeship programs. So we have... I think it's nearly 30 different apprenticeship programs that we're now running. So this is some people in stores, into store management. So one of the big areas of development for Costa is the digital and data space. So we've got a, a program running there. I've got several members of my own team actually on apprenticeship programs right the way up to degree level. It's a combination of basic development, but also huge career development for people within the business. So that's another area. And then there's another big area of, of my team, which is all about communication and engagement. Okay, yes. Being super clear about where the business is going, how we're doing. You know, we all want to be part of a business that is making great strides across the world to grow the number of coffee drinkers who love the Costa brand. We do events. One of the things that's a massive success from earlier this year we ran our Global Barista of the Year competition. Yeah. And it's like watching Bake Off. The competitors make some basic drinks to check for standards, and then they create their own signature drink. How does the Costa Foundation play a role in Costa's people strategy? So we build schools in coffee-growing nations around the world. So it's about providing opportunities to children to develop and grow in those coffee communities that they just simply would not have without the Costa Foundation. But the big payback into the company is that it encourages our people to get engaged in something which is giving something back to society. So it's another great part of our attraction strategy, actually, that people will come and join Costa because they can see that we work with the Costa Foundation to support those children across the world. And that means People come to work for more than just the job. They're coming for a higher purpose, which is fantastic. So finally, on this topic of challenges, you know, yeah. there must be many. You know, like, I mean, it's a people business. What are the really, really big challenges for you know, not only having a team, but having a, a really highly productive and engaged team? Yeah, I think there's two or three key thoughts that come to mind. The first one is, I mean, outside the UK... Costa's not that well known. Right. 
So one of the challenges is, how do you say to people, come and join this wonderful brand that's called Costa? So we have effectively a slightly different pitch for people outside the UK, which is come and join the challenger brand. In terms of some of the other challenges, one of the challenges is just finding enough quality people. It is a great sell. I love hiring for Costa because people say, wow, I've got the chance to work for Costa. The other great thing about coffee, of course, is it's good for you. So, um, 100% agree. (laughs) So having the opportunity to work with a product that is actually both a pleasure, but is also, doesn't have to be a guilty pleasure. It's something that, that you can all enjoy. In terms of some of the challenges though, it's like any large groups of people. So it's about being well led. It's about that clarity and vision that people can sign up to. But it's also about being clear about what I'm accountable for, how I can develop and grow in the role. It's all of those classic things. It's very much about managing all of those dimensions, all of those pillars at the same time. So there isn't a kind of silver bullet. It's about how do you get the right combination to make people feel they really want to be there. What are the differences that you might need to take account of in hospitality that might not be an issue in another more classic industry? I think you're almost in a family unit. Each store, each shop is like a, a small family because you're, you're usually not talking about huge numbers of people. So getting the blend of, of skills, personalities, mm. and a lot of that is down to the leader. So I think you can tell the quality of the leader, the store manager of a coffee shop when you walk through the door. Is it clean and tidy? Is it well presented? Is there a bit of a buzz in the air? Do the team members smile and engage with you when you walk through the door? And all of that really comes from getting the right leader into that store and getting them to pick the right team. Post-COVID, there's been an increased focus on providing a good work-life balance for retail staff. What have you seen at Costa? What we are able to offer to team members in stores is quite a high level of flexibility, actually. Mm -hmm. So although most office workers will probably have that traditional model of a nine to five, five days a week kind of model, our store teams actually have a lot more freedom and, and flexibility about when they work to fit that around their domestic needs or their family needs or whatever that might be. Made me think of a bit like the sort of the Uber or Deliveroo driver, you know, I can switch on, I can switch off. Not quite that. It's not quite as flexible <laughs> as that because we kind of yeah, need to yeah. open the shop. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, uh, so. but, there's, but there's, there are elements of that. And again, if you've got the really good store managers, manage that really well and, and work with the team to, uh, to flex around their needs. Broadly speaking, what can the hospitality industry do to make itself a more attractive proposition? I think setting out some role models, examples, stories about people who succeed in the industry. Because it's a fun place to work. There's no question about it. I also think some of the stuff that we're doing right now that I mentioned on apprenticeship programs and, and that whole career drive, developmental drive, I think is really important. I uh, sometimes worry about some of the Gen Zers coming through and the social media lack of personal contact. And I actually think the hospitality industry has got a great part to play in generating that uh, personal personal contact for people. Uh, So I have a 19-year-old daughter who's been working in hospitality and you can see her personal confidence 
and her ability to solve problems, get things done, be organized, all of that develops. So I think there's a, we've got a job to do to convey that career and developmental opportunity to people really clearly. It's a great industry to work in. It's very people-centric. And actually, you're delivering some skills that are Absolutely. transferable, whether you stay in hospitality or you go onto other shores. Yeah. Yeah. Great skills for life. And I think we could do more yeah. to get that message across. Great. Well, thanks for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. Thank you very much for having me. It was fascinating to hear how Costa goes about hiring, training, and retaining its staff. One of the key learnings for me was the importance of hiring warm and empathetic team members. They may not have all the technical attributes on day one, but these skills can be taught. And another key insight was Costa's efforts to hire and promote internal candidates. This is a win-win for both employer and employee. Employers keep the knowledge within the organization and employees are motivated because they see a long-term future ahead of them within the business. Now to get a US perspective, we speak with Brooke Gray, Equator Coffee's Director of People. Founded in 1995, Equator Coffee is a certified B Corp employing 200 people. They sell roasted specialty coffee through both retail and wholesale channels, own a coffee farm and operate 10 retail stores across California. Welcome, Brooke. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I wonder if you could describe what's the landscape like for hiring people today in a world where it's changed a bit after COVID, many people say? Yeah, 100%. It has changed. I think for us as a business, one thing that we've discovered post-pandemic era is that there's a profound period of introspection for individuals who are looking for jobs. Um, they're reassessing the career paths. They are really thinking about uh, the purpose for their positions. Finding and retaining talented individuals remains to be the major challenge for us. The growth in coffee culture has outpaced the availability of skilled workers, which has resulted in a shortage of qualified candidates. Of course, historically, we've known that hospitality is notorious for high turnover rates. This can be attributed to the demanding nature of the work, seasonal fluctuations, life changes among a younger workforce. Um, and sometimes there's the perception that coffee-related jobs are temporary or transitional. What are the roles that are most sought after or harder to fill at the moment? Is it the barista? The barista. Yeah, it is the barista, for sure. We have the most open seats in the barista role. That is the highest turnover position as well. The length of employment, the tenure, is often quite shorter. When it comes to hiring, are they coming to you um, or are you actively out there hunting for, oh, we're for these active. people? Yeah. <laughs> we're active. Yeah. yeah, we are out there. We are active. Um, we are doing a little bit of everything, right? It's kind of like that saying of throwing spaghetti at the wall. Let's try it all. See what sticks. Technology has helped us leaps and bounds. Um, we have tried different ATSs, different applicant tracking systems. We are all over all different kinds of job boards. I would like to say that using coffee professional uh, job boards has been a huge success for us, both in the roastery, in our production roles, and also as baristas and cafe managers. 
So we use Sprudge job boards a lot, and that has helped us tremendously in finding coffee professionals. But we're also on LinkedIn. We're using everything. We're out there on the streets. We are having conversations. We're participating in SEA fairs. One thing that's been helpful has been reaching back out to career fairs, to local colleges, local universities. That's our target market. We are finding that a lot of folks who are in universities or recently out of universities are, you know, (laughs) hand in hand goes with coffee. They're out there getting caffeinated and they want to uh, work for a purpose-driven company. So it's somewhat of a win-win. A lot of folks who are looking to be a part of a B Corp. uh, So we do use B Corp as a resource as well for uh, talent acquisition. So what qualities do you look for when hiring a barista? I consider us a company that finds and develops potential baristas. We are hiring for kindness and teaching coffee. So technical skills are considered alongside the candidate's passion, but we are looking for folks who are interested in making a positive impact through the coffee. So as far as developing and training baristas, we have a really good, I would say, development program uh, at Equator. We have a director of coffee culture and we hold courses regularly. We have a barista lab at our headquarters. So we offer seed to cup classes in both Spanish and English. We are offering roasting classes, brewing classes, all sorts of olfactory classes where we're, you know, tasting chocolates, tasting fruits, learning about the flavor wheel. We try to get people excited about coffee and then teach the skills of the barista. What would you say to a small independent coffee shop with one store, no roastery, who's looking to hire that key person who is going to be there as a, as, a, as, a, as a trusted partner within the business, how can that individual attract the talent that is required to deliver the quality and consistency in a small local cafe? Well, I'm a big believer in storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to know your story as the business owner. What is your mission with this business? And from there, telling your story and finding people that resonate. As far as finding that right individual, it's about crafting the right job description. To be honest, you're looking for an individual to do a specific role and to do a specific job. Job descriptions can be bland and boring. Make them interesting. You know, tell your story and really try and find the person that matches what you're looking for, what that essences that you're looking to create within your cafe. Cafes are community builders. They tell a story. They bring people together. Who do you want behind the bar there telling your story? They're going to be your ambassador. They're your voice. So find somebody that matches that. When it comes to finding the store manager, the person that's going to be actually take care of that business, what's the key to hiring or finding the right store manager to represent not only that coffee, but the whole business on a daily basis? Well, store managers play the most pivotal role in ensuring not only the financial success of our retail cafes, but also to uphold the high standards that we set for our coffee experiences. 
So yeah, a lot does fall on these individuals. And as a company that values its people, I think we recognize that the store managers are the backbone of our retail operations. They're responsible for overseeing daily cafe operations, leading and motivating the baristas and staff, providing exceptional customer service. And a skilled and passionate store manager can literally create a positive and welcoming environment that keeps customers coming back and fostering a loyal customer base. Finding those people is hard. I'm not going to lie. Trying to find the hospitality professionals that have years of retail management, that's a difficult thing to find these days. I think it's harder to find managers than it is actually harder to find baristas. We have more open positions for baristas, but it's harder to find a good general manager. We are really lucky to have the team that we have today, but it took us quite some time to get here. And it was a difficult, really difficult road during the pandemic. We had a great relocation, great resignation. You know, a lot of people left California. A lot of people left San Francisco and LA, and that's where our cafes are located. So we saw a big shift in the amount of applications and the amount of people interested in management. A lot of folks left. So finding them now I would use the same strategies that I use for any position at our company, and that is cast your net wide, utilize your technology, uh, utilize word of mouth. We rely heavily on referrals. Have a robust referral system. Make it easy for the employees. Reward them not only when they bring in the application, but also upon 90 days of completion. Make the reward worth it for them now and down the road so that you have that retention strategy in place as well. Um, oh, I have one more thing to add. Yeah. Build your bench, right? You know, you've got each cafe manager in place. That doesn't mean somebody else is going to be moving, changing jobs, changing careers, changing industries. And it happens when you least expect it. Right now, we are lucky enough to have a bench manager in place in the Bay Area. We also have assistant managers and shift leads constantly be de developing your staff. Look at the next person in line. Lend yourself more to hearing who wants that development. It's easier to train and develop somebody who's looking for it and wants it. I wouldn't say easier. I would say it's more fulfilling for both. Um, I think that the time and investment is worth it when you hear somebody who wants development is craving it and wants to grow with your company. Spend that time with that individual. Wow, that's a great way to leave it. Thanks, Brooke, for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. Thank you. Speaking with Brooke, it's clear that hiring great baristas is more difficult than ever. To find great candidates, she has to explore all available channels. And it's fascinating to hear how her focus is on building the bench, ensuring that there is a solid succession strategy for all key positions across the company. So to finish this episode, we now speak with Henry Ayres, director of UK specialty coffee chain, The Gentleman Baristas. Today, they operate nine stores in and around London, as well as a roastery, an e-commerce platform, and a coffee training school. Welcome, Henry. Great to be back. Thank you for having me. So to start off, tell us where the business is when it comes to hiring and managing your people. Pre-COVID, we had roughly 135 plus employees. We're now sitting about 80. So it's slowly growing, coming back. But recruitment isn't what it once was. 
back then in 2014, 2015, we had people coming to us wanting to work. We didn't have to advertise for years. It was great. You know, everyone wanted to be part of this family kind of ethos. And now we still have elements of that, but it's still a struggle out there trying to recruit the right people for a start. And then the induction process, you know, the whole interview process, you know, face-to-face, having the transparency. And then of that interview process, cards on the table, this is who we are, this is what we're looking for. And try, just trying to find the right people that are going to be the fit for the business. So a real change in the tone on how you have to present yourselves as an employer. Absolutely. It's, you know, even the induction process, it's then retaining the staff, developing them, recruiting internally, and then getting that loyalty. Given the fact that there is this absolute chronic shortage of hospitality staff, do we have to make compromises with the people that we actually hire? I mean, you know, there's never been the perfect employer and there's never been the perfect employee, but in your recruitment process, do you have to lower your expectations? I don't think we can be as picky as we once were. We are more flexible now. I mean, talking to many people, their rotors are made up of part-timers. So there's been a shift of, I can only work these three days, whereas before COVID, I would argue that it was, we have the shifts available. Can you do these days? Okay, that's what's available. The tables have completely changed, turned. Are there some non-negotiables in terms of who you hire? Where do you draw the line, I guess? Yeah, where do you draw the line? For us, it's always been about personality, first and foremost, and we can train people to make coffee, but the personality has to be there. You've got to see, I mean, team player, really. It's all very well. uh, Bristol just wants to keep the head down, that doesn't want to engage with customers. But we're all about hospitality. That's our industry. We have to engage with customers. And it's, if you are a little bit introverts, then let's try and find the right position for you. But ultimately, it's knowing that person, how do they come across an interview if they're bubbling warm? Maybe, maybe they don't give you, just knowing, looking at that person going, something there, I think we can work with this. And obviously you have your trial period because it might not be for them. So our induction process would be that they come, they spend time in one of the stores, let's see if it's a good fit. Okay, feedback from the manager. Do you want them? What do you think would be better suited elsewhere? So where would we draw the line? It's just attitude and how they perform in a team. You know, you do need team players. Yeah. Sounds like the recruitment process is really about identifying that potential rather than the ready-made individual. Yeah, absolutely. What do you find is the best channel to hire new staff? Coffeejobs.com and United Bristers. Obviously, Bristers on tap can plug a gap, but that's not going to be a permanent solution. So it can help us on a crisis situation of, I need help now. Yeah. There are many platforms out there. I think it's still very good with word of mouth. For one of my wholesale customers, they're asking me, do I know anyone? So it's still asking my guys, who do we know in the industry? Who's looking for a change? Word of mouth is still good because then you've got that honest feedback of going, okay, so you know this guy, you work with them. Okay, if they want to grow and, and do something else, another challenge, okay, great. And we're taking on a guy, uh, the event side of the business, who in a barista for a, a friend's of ours in, in South London. It's a change for him. He's done events management at uni, and now he's putting his degree to good use. 
and he's really enthusiastic, really into coffee. Great. So that's perfect fit. So word of mouth is still key. And if they're going to leave and go and do something else, the door is always open for them to come back. What's the key to building loyalty in these times when, yes, you know that person could just walk away and get another job somewhere else or might be poached away? You know, it's going to come back to investing into those team members and whether it be training, using them for other areas of the business. We've seen so many of our senior management now working their way up through the business. It's like, okay, you don't want to be a barista anymore. What do you want to do? We had one of our employees who's now in marketing, came in as a barista, then became a manager, has got a degree in journalism, is now in the marketing side of the business, which is brilliant. So we're using something that they've done as a degree. That's great. I'm going to say we're perfect, but we're always adapting, listening, and, and how can we improve? So it's down to us as an employer to be a better employer, just listening to our employees. How can we be better and how can we help them grow? What can the industry do to make hospitality a more attractive career option? Great question. I mean, I'm not giving up and inspiring the youth. Always looking at how we can show hospitality in a positive light and attractive manner. Looking after your teams so that they naturally influence others too. On TV, we've got MasterChef. We've got the Great British Bake Off. There's nothing about coffee out there, which sadly, but you see the buzz in the likes of London Coffee Festival, et cetera, and being part of that. I refer to it as the, the cheers mentality. You want to go somewhere where everybody knows your name. You go into a coffee house and they're having fun. They clearly got job satisfaction. They're enjoying working in their team. They're bouncing around. They're loving what they're doing. They're serving great coffee. They clearly have job satisfaction. That's brilliant. So we need to be inspiring the next generation, going to schools, going to youth academies, et cetera, and just showing that hospitality, especially the coffee industry, isn't a stepping stone to getting a proper job. No, it's an industry. It's a career. Henry, thanks so much for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. You are most welcome. Thank you very much. Take care. Henry noted that in today's hiring climate, you must be more flexible than ever before. But despite the staff shortage crisis, he'll only hire individuals who are positive team players. And echoing the themes we've heard earlier, to combat staff shortages, Henry's approach is to focus on keeping his staff by supporting their career development needs and offering genuine career progression opportunities. Reflecting on everything we've heard today, I can see that the operators who are best placed to navigate today's skills shortages are those who hire individuals who are intrinsically hospitality-minded and fostering their unique talents and providing paths for genuine career development. And that's all for this week's Fifth Wave podcast. Please subscribe to The Fifth Wave wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've enjoyed this show, please recommend us to a friend or colleague. If you want to stay informed, visit worldcoffeeportal.com to get access to all the latest global coffee news, including the weekly coffee dose, our newsletter collecting all the big coffee news stories of the week. This episode was produced in the one and only Serendipity Studios in glorious Camden, North London. It was produced by myself, Jeffrey Young, Hannah Heath, James Harper of Filter Productions, and sound engineering by Chris Bristow. 
And this week's song, in collaboration with the Coffee Music Project, is Three Liars by Alessia Piermarini. And until next time, stay safe, stay passionate, and stay caffeinated. 